Drill, baby, drill. Oh no, Bill Landis was too early on his prediction. He's out of here. Welcome back to the podcast daily. It is bold predictions on a Friday morning. We are getting set for Ohio State and Western Kentucky. That is Bill Landis and Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. I'm so sorry the bet doesn't cash, Bill. Yeah, that's BS. I don't like that. Can't put it out into the world and you do it a week later. I think that's the best way to do it. Um, we're we're not doing great with these. Like I know some of them are outlandish on purpose. Like you know, my triple ding dong for chip training certainly came up short last week. But we've got to do a little bit better, don't we? I mean, can we get can we get one right out of nine bold piece this week, Berm? We we've been better in the past and this year. That's why I'm taking a new approach this week. I'm going to be a little bit more subdued with my peas. Uh, they're not oh, going to be quite as B. Um, they're going to be bland peas. They're going to be S peas. Uh, they're going to be subdued predictions, and uh, that's that's cool. I mean, I think that we need to ramp back up towards the the ludicrous. You know. Oh, okay. Mm. So, should we grade how much spice each bold pea has, and then like I'll, on the Scoville scale? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we can award bonus points according to the spice level. Yeah, I'd be like, ooh, that's a spicy pepper. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say that, but you can if you want. I'm not going to tell you what he, to already, do. he already has. He, he already you know, he that's a spicy pepper. That's the intro to next week's bold peas. Oh. Um, <laughs> you as can bet as, on that now. As long as it's not subdued peas, that's fine. There was a. Uh, there was an episode of American Dad where um, Stan's wife was trying to make the phrase "that's too spicy for the pepper" uh, trend, and uh, I don't know. So now, now I feel like I need to pick up that mantle since Marv failed me on the dabbing last weekend. Amen to that. Thank you, Marv. Hashtag slot Marv and ha- thank you, Marv. Both of those are now in regular rotation on the podcast. He did it. Bill, let's actually make some bold beats on this show. Why don't you kick okay. us off? Let's do it. Um, so uh, these Western Kentucky Hilltoppers that Ohio State is playing this weekend uh, gave up 374 rushing yards to South Florida, which then turned around the next week and averaged less than three yards per carry against Florida A&M. Mm. Uh, so I don't, know, I don't know what to make of this Western Kentucky run defense. It seems rather porous. Um South Florida did use a lot of quarterback run in that game, which is obviously something that's unlikely to happen with Kyle McCord officially taking over the reins. But I do think there are going to be opportunities for big hits in the run game this week for Ohio State. I don't, I don't envision them running it, you know, a ton or an outsized amount because I do think they want to get Kyle, especially into a bit of a rhythm. But I still think there's there's room for a couple long touchdown runs. So I'm going to go with uh, three touchdown runs of 40 yards or more for Ohio State in this game, uh, two for Travion Henderson, and one for Trip Trainum, who I think will finally get loose and show us the the long speed that he has. He might actually be, if you just timed him in a 40, the fastest guy in that room. And I, I don't know if we've been able to see that just yet, but I, I think he breaks free for one this week. So three 40-yard or more rushing tutties for the Buckeyes this weekend. Mm, one for Chip and a double ding-dong for Trey. Love that. That's right. Berm. Um, obviously, a lot of conversation around Austin Reed, the quarterback for the Hilltoppers, uh, coming into this weekend. He's not been sacked yet this season. He's not thrown an interception. He's you know he's thrown for just under 600 yards. It's not gaudy, necessarily, for what we would expect from that offense, um, considering that they played a Houston Baptist in Week 2. Um, Houston but- Christian. 
No. Houston Baptist. It's a different it's a different team. You got the wrong Houston church school, bud. I don't think I do. <laughs> one of us does. <laughs> Who is it? Who is it? Me or you? It's you. <laughs> yeah. They played the Houston Christian Huskies and won Flipped fifty-two to twenty-two. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't Houston Baptist? You on, sure about that? Because on Fox, Unless Houston, website, did, did Houston Baptist change their name? Houston Baptist very well could have changed his name in the last couple of days. In like the last two days, yeah. I don't know, but Fox Sports website had it as Houston Baptist. I was literally just looking at it. Why are you? It does Fox appear. Sports it website? does. It know. does appear that Houston Baptist has changed its name to Houston Christian. <laughs> so we're both right. That's we're too spicy for the pepper. We're both correct. Everybody wins. They um, want it to be more welcoming to all, to everyone, not just the Baptists. So in, in the in the vein of being more of a subdued P, um, I want to predict that Kyle McCord will throw for more yards this weekend than Austin Reed, which maybe doesn't oh, seem that that's pretty good. Yeah. But I do think that we're going to see 375, 380 out of Kyle McCord on Saturday and maybe like, 320 from Austin Reed because they're not going to be able to run the ball against Ohio State. I don't expect, nor do I expect that they will really try, but I do think we will see Kyle McCord as the quarterback who has the better day on Saturday. Let's go. Um, let's, let's, let's take the subdued P, tweak it just a skosh. We're going to go 405 yards passing for Kyle McCord um, and five passing touchdowns for Kyle McCord on, on Saturday. Whoa kicked it up quite a notch at first it wasn't spicy for the pepper and then he's like watch this 405 <laughs> yards five touchdowns that is not a subdued p to go for 400 passing yards in the ohio state offense it's pretty normal is it is it isn't it <laughs> how many times did cj throw for 500 or 400 in the last two years i want to say like five times maybe yeah so see not that abnormal that's mm. that's out of, out of how many games out of 25 games that's Twenty percent of the time. Mm, okay, I'm looking. We'll at check because now I want to know the answer to it. Yeah, we'll check the math on that later. Yeah. Uh, I hope I'm not. CJ play against Western Kentucky's defense. Well, they are great against the pass. They just can't stop the run. Berm, I just learned that. Uh-huh. Well, CJ uh, CJ threw for 400 yards. Uh, looks like five times, but he did not do it last year. Mm, subdued. Mm, subdued. Oh. <laughs> It's been a, so it's been a long, long drought, season-long drought since a 400-yard passing day. So well, Berm is 405 times in 2021, and that was the year that Ryan Day was concerned he was giving him too much to do. Yep. Well, he was, wasn't he? Seems to bear out. Seems to be true. Because that defense could not stop anybody, so they had to just air it out constantly. Not a problem for this Ohio State team, which will get another cornerback interception. So the streak is now growing instead of the drought, and it's it's going to come in the slot because I am pushing all the chips in on Jordan Hancock playing in that slot position. Again, I told Bill on Wednesday night when we left the Woody, I don't know what that means for where Sonny Styles plays, how that impacts linebacker rotation, if they move him in there, what that means for Josh Proctor. Don't know. I just know that Ohio State seems pretty invested in Jordan Hancock and all three of those corners being on the field together at the same time. This is the ideal offense for them to do it against. Jordan Hancock will get an interception playing in the nickel role and he will return it for a touchdown. Mm. And that's not the boldest I can go, but that's where we're going to, we're going to just, it's a little heat appetizer. 
Reasonable. I think it's a very reasonable prediction. I, I, I likewise think this is a big Jordan Hancock game because I also have a Jordan Hancock bowl prediction. Um, I, I'm going to go with 10 tackles for Jordan Hancock. Ooh. Uh, and it's it's mostly the nature of Western Kentucky's offense. They're going to try to throw the ball quickly, like on the perimeter, bubbles and screens and all that stuff. And and I think it's it's an incredibly important game, as Austin and I talked about on Snap Judgments. Uh, those of you who listened to the version that you can hear the whole thing and not the one that sound cut <laughs> off in the middle, um, that uh, it's a very important game for the cornerbacks tackling. And and Jordan Hancock, I think, is going to be the guy who probably leads that effort. So uh, I don't know the last time in Ohio State cornerback or even a defensive back had double digit tackles maybe it's happened more recently than than i'm remembering but a quarterback especially it seems like a very high number but i'm going to go for 10 double digit tackles for jordan hancock i bet ronnie hickman had a double digit tackle game two years ago yeah probably when he yeah he was racking up 100 tackles on a terrible defense yeah yep (laughs) big day for jordan hancock so austin reed again has not thrown an interception yet this season but why would he he's played two defenses that barely have a pulse he played um, some team in Houston, whatever they're called. Who knows? Houston, Houston Religion University. Houston, HRU. Um, this week, he is going to throw an interception, but it is going to be JT2 Maloa who records it for Ohio State. I like that. Uh, be- because of what Bill just said, it, the desire to do those little quick hitters, those little uh, bubble screens, that kind of stuff. We've seen JT in the past get, I mean, obviously what he did against Penn State a year ago is the first and foremost that's your mind, but like the next week against Northwestern, a number of times where he gets so close to jumping in there and, and and cutting off those balls before they get to the receiver. And I think he's going to do that again on Saturday, and he will have a pick six, not Jordan Hancock. But that will be the interception for Ohio State. JT2 Maloa, pick six. Call him a castrator. <laughs> I was going to say, re- reminder to <laughs> neuter your pets, folks. <laughs> I'm really proud of you guys for waiting. <laughs> So after I was done saying it to to make the jokes because I I'm, and once I said it I knew where things were going. Did you see the Did you see the clip of uh, Kate? Yeah, McNamara that was that there? was a that yeah. was our own version of Kate McNamara. Yeah, I'm glad you guys waited until <laughs> after because I knew. You see- could I you knew. see our excitement building that we yeah. were? I, I wanted to see what Bill did first. He jumped in, so that that was very helpful. Yeah, Captain Castrator over here. Uh, <laughs> Defensive end. No, it, it puts a whole new uh, meaning to JT Tumalo. Ow! Ow! <laughs> ow! <laughs> I mean, well, okay. We don't need to make any more HOBs or, or COBs <laughs> jokes about this one. Uh, we'll just move on. And how about oh, the uh, how about the critical down converter, G Scott? Uh, two for two as a target on four towns. Oh, sorry, Bill. Looks like we jumped in line here. <laughs> he's he's got, he's been a a willing and able target. Ohio State's looked for him on fourth downs. Uh, for their for their sake, I hope they don't have to convert a lot of fourth downs, and that maybe the third down percentage will be bumped up. You can either look to him one down earlier, or you can use him more in the red zone, or maybe even both. I think G Scott will have. Four receptions in this game, and three of them will move the chains, and the fourth will be for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. G Scott, the G Scott game against Western Kentucky is coming. Dial is it up. Targeted four times, or is uh, that's just the four? Other. Four for four, three for first downs, and the other will be a touchdown. Okay, one of the five touchdowns from Kyle McCord. Nice. 
Well, I didn't say that. Don't I put did. words in my mouth, Berm. Too late. I was going to pick a G. Scott touchdown, but I guess I'm not going to do that now. Would it be bold enough to just say that an Ohio State defensive end will have a sack this week? I mean, at this juncture, I think it's fairly bold. Doesn't have they, one yet. They don't have one yet. The, they are So the sacks for Ohio State this year are Tommy Eckenberg, Hero Canoe, and Mike Hall. Um, none for defensive ends. I don't even feel like, with the exception of like JT, like a couple times last week, I don't feel like they've gotten particularly close to getting a sack from a defensive end. Um this is this game is a little different, I think, than I envisioned it in the offseason. Just like watching Western Kentucky a little more in the way they throw the ball. It's not going to be 50 times drop back, wait three seconds, and try to push it downfield. But there will be more opportunities like that in this game, probably than there have been in the first two combined for Ohio State's defensive ends. So like we need to see them get home. Like it, I, it's, I, I feel like every week we're like making up an excuse for why it didn't happen. I would just like to see it happen uh, and it should happen this week. So uh, I will say that that position group that ends specifically end up with uh, we'll call it, let's say three. I think, I think three is very bold given how they played so far. Um, I'll say three sacks for that position group, uh, two for JT and one for Kenyatta Jackson. Okay. Okay. So we've got a two sack pick six day. For JT Tuomaloa happening right now. That's what we're building here. We're creating all of our all of our predictions are separate, Berm. They're not oh, no, no, combined. No. They get put into a blender. And then that's what happens. Then you uh, spice up the pepper. Put the spice on the pepper. Um, Ohio State sucks on third down conversions on <laughs> offense. Gonna stop there. Um, <laughs> especially you know, it's funny because the, somebody's gonna clip it. Somebody's yeah, gonna clip so it. The th- third down conversion. Percentage for Ohio State is skewed because, like, if generally it's uh, statistically based only on F- FBS opponents, and since they played an FCS opponent, it's, it looks a little different because uh, they're really sixteen percent for against FBS opponents in one game. But that changes now. Ohio State converts seventy-five percent of their third-down conversions on offense mm-hmm. on Saturday, in route to a sixty-plus point out burst so uh, it is going to be an efficient effective and and powered up all Ohio state offense 75 percent on third downs but most important is the 60 plus points because people are really anxious to see the buckeyes get back uh you know to looking like an offense that uh is powerful and and ready to go so i'm not going to give a score prediction yet because that's later in the show i presume but that's it 75 percent on third down conversions for Ohio State. The uh, the Houston non-denominationals converted almost sixty percent of their third downs last week against the Western exactly Kentucky. Window. So. Exactly window. Now you're talking. <laughs> um, subdued peas, bud. Subdued peas. I still don't think that we're gonna see the full fledged, fully formed, high octane Ohio State offense. I know that there are many people that you know see. Where is Georgia Ryan Day? Like, I don't think he's gonna pop his head out for every single game and against every single opponent. And I still don't think Western Kentucky, like as much as we all say, it'd be fun to watch Bill Yusuf, like see the defensive ends get home or uh, Berm saying let 75% third down conversions and a lot of points. Like Ryan day just does not seem to care at all about that with this sort of preseason approach. And I'd love to be wrong about it, but I still think on Saturday, this is going to be a pretty buttoned up Ohio state team. Uh, whether that's because they're keeping secrets from Notre Dame or just taking a slow build um, with the three new offensive linemen and Kyle McCord and everything else. 
I think they'll probably lean on the rushing attack. Uh, I think Bill was right on with the long touchdowns potentially being broken, this terrible rush defense that Western Kentucky has. I think it'll be a big day for Travion Henderson. and He will run for 198 yards with four touchdowns. So mm. still a decent day for Ohio State offensively because G. Scott's going to score one touchdown to supplement that four uh, touchdown outburst from Travion. And then Jordan Hancock has the pick six. It's like, that's a win I think you could feel pretty good about or should, but maybe it still wouldn't be a glimpse at the, um, you know, fully formed Death Star. Yes. Well, as we, as we do. Know, from the Iowa Hawkeyes, defensive touchdowns count as towards, towards offensive points. So that's <laughs> true. So they go on the scoreboard. The, these are the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, not the pill stoppers. So what you're saying is they're not, they're not, they're not stopping the pill down the field, right? I mean, the Buckeyes are just marching, marching down the field all game, whatever way they want to do it, guys. That's the whole point. Pass, it wasn't, wasn't what I was saying, but you're I, saying that you're saying uh, you said 198 yards for Travion. That's yeah. what you're saying. That's yeah. not stopping the pill, bro. That's true. You've yeah. summed it up nicely for me. I, it wasn't, on, bro. I hadn't it framed it. Too spicy for the pepper over here. Yeah, sure. Um, Bill and I have score predictions that are on the betting show, and they are available to you there, but Berm does not. So, Berm, get into your score prediction, and uh, what's the total right now, Bill? Do we know? Hold, please. It was like, 60, it was like 64 or something. It was weird. It's a little kind of low. Talk amongst yourselves. Okay. Uh, total. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, oh, great! I didn't even go to the right place. I don't know. I think it was. Yeah, it was sixty-four. I think is total. Maybe we should have just evaluated it based off of Berm's score prediction and then laughed yeah. at him. Yeah. Um. Huh. Little did you know. I think Ohio State's going to win the sixty-three to one. <laughs> sixty-four is the total. That is correct. Um, right on the number. Uh, let's but see here. 63 to 1, Perm. I hate to break it to you. That's not possible. What? Score a gummy. Um, okay. <laughs> I do think Ohio State's going to score 63 points. However, I think they're going to give up 28. Um, 63 to 28 is my score prediction for Saturday. Oof. You should have picked Ohio State to score 63, but then still taken the under. <laughs> what? What? That seems wrong, though. Let's shut up. Um, that would've... I could. I think this is an interesting game for Ohio State. I mean, because we, we've seen the defense get a little bit of some swag back in these last couple weeks. We know Western Kentucky is going to come out and do some things. They have good talent on the offensive side of the ball. Austin Reed's a good quarterback. They've thrown touchdowns to seven different wide receivers this season, and but not to Malachi Corley, who's like their big time, you know, NFL prospect at the spot. Big time. Blue Smith has a touchdown for the Hilltoppers. So um, I, I think you're going to see them confound Ohio State a little bit. Not necessarily by doing anything that is um, out of the ordinary, but just the way they th throw it around, you're going to have things that, that break. And uh, I think 63 to 28 Buckeyes are, this is not going to be one of those games where the clock is, is an issue. I don't think. Did not Blue Smith scored. Did, did Blue score against Houston LaChristian? He, <laughs> he has a touchdown. Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's. We can't wow. top that. That's <laughs> hey, the boldness may or may not have been turned down, but the hijinks are here to stay. On Houston, Christian, <laughs> <laughs> do they still wear blue? Uh, 
That win that wins today. They do wear blue. Yeah. There we go. Bill wins Friday. He does. And maybe we'll all win with finally getting some bold predictions right. Uh, we can we can only hope. That would lead a lot more validity to the show. Although that's probably not what we're shooting for. Uh, this is the fun Freaky Friday episode of the Podcast Daily. And we thank you for joining us all week long. I uh, hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy Ohio State and Western Kentucky. For Bill and Berm, I am Austin. We will see you in the horseshoe.